Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. This really happened, too, by the way. <laughs> when I, growing up, I was, you know, a DJ, and I would, I would, I was damn good, you know, and I would do event DJing and stuff like that, but it tended to, like, it started to go into these other areas. You know, I would always be by word of mouth and, you know, I'd do a wedding or something and then I would do a club or and then I would do a birthday party or do some blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started getting invited to like say these golf courses and then these clubs. And then there was this really prestigious party I was hired to do. And I've had two experiences like this, but this one, haunts me to this day i think about it a lot i really think about this a lot because i don't know really knowing what i know now i don't know how i was allowed or vetted to be there but Mm -hmm. i did i did a wedding for a rothschild oh wow and the guy's address was literally you know madison avenue he was like a, a nephew you know a nephew nephew and i remember there was uh, there was just a different kind of not just energy, but countenance, a makeup, uh, a feel, and that's what resonates with me when I look at this article I sent you about Homo Capensis. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was not like anything that I've experienced before or since, and I, I think about that quite a bit because you looked around the room and this was like a different kind of thing, a different kind of, not just wealth, but energy, you know? Yeah. And, and I often think about that, like, Hmm, it's just something different. And I don't know how else to put it, but I just think that there's other forces at play amongst us that, it's not like some spooky woo-woo stuff. It's just certain people doing business the way they always have. Yeah. And certain people might not be all people. <laughs> I mean, is that that implausible? You know? In the multiverse of possibilities, so. I don't know how easily that would be to reject that, especially, you know, being out close and personal, you know? And you see just power structures. I remember I did this one party for uh as the deputy campaign manager for obama and so there was like black uh black vehicles and secret service and the whole bit right and they, they actually hired me when they were on air force one she called me from air force one and wow. i was struck, i was struck by this idea that i'm sitting in this room watching these people get blasted you know and and they're just people it's not like it's like when you meet somebody that's famous or something, it's like, okay, it's, I mean, it's, it takes a lot of the sexy mystery and the conspiratorial overtones out of it. And you realize these are just people who happen to be in, you know, big seats of power. Yeah. You know, they're just people, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, that kind of makes that relatable to me. That's why I don't, I don't know for better or for worse, ever since I was a, a a little kid i never i never put anybody on a pedestal 
but I, again, I never thought anybody was less than either. I just always intrinsically felt that everyone was, was equal in, um, capacity and, 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 and being afforded dignity. Right. Um, obviously there hasn't been, um, equality of opportunity and even outcome for as long right. as I can remember. But I'm saying as far as our potentiality as uh, an energetic being who possesses consciousness, that in and of itself is limitless. And what we do with that is, well, that's the story of, of our lives, you know, and that's what we're writing. Yeah. But I've had a, I've had a couple rare, you know, instances where I worked in hotels for a decade or more in San Francisco and had some glimpses of some interactions with famous people where they really had their hair down because I'm just the help, you know? Um, and it really does kind of, you're like, wow, that's totally just a person. And I'm really not seeing them at a good time. <laughs> right. Well, I just, like, it kind of just levels the playing field because we've been growing up in this culture of like idolatry, you know, whether that's politicians, yeah. whether that's actresses or musicians or blah, 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 and all this kind of thing. And it's like, I think one thing that technology has brought about is it's, it's equalized things. It's leveled the playing field. It's stripped away the illusions. Mm -hmm. And so you either face that or you don't, but. I don't know what the value of not facing that is, but I also don't know the value of facing that and not doing something with that information, whatever that may be, you know, like when we're talking about, so it's like, let's just take the premise of what we proposed here. Say that there is a, a power structure. Would it be that unreasonable to think that the power nexus could be having something to do with the Vatican? Not at all. And so if they're the largest property owners of the planet, if there has been holy wars waged for these ideologies, if they exert influence over every single nation state on this planet, and they do, political mm -hmm. influence, right? Yeah, massive. And the wealth is incomprehensible. The vaults of knowledge and information that they possess, far and away. Right. What, what anything away that we can compare to right now, right now. Oh yeah, the, the, their vault, their artwork alone. Um, let alone, who knows what texts they have hidden away from us. Yeah, like they say that they eradicate the, you know, this library and that, you know, whatever. But I really do think that that's the key part of all of this. That the story has not been told correctly. So let's just say that, let's just go with the Bible first. And, you know, there's four major portions of that that are not being shared right now, yeah. right? Yeah. There's vast majority of the story that is not being told. So if we were to accept that as the premise of at first there was the word, well, then the word is the story and the story is your life and the story is the sacred holy union of that and you are being denied large aspects of that 
How can that right. possibly be activated? How could that possibly be understood? How could that possibly be implemented? That sounds to me awfully like a bad faith actor or something evil or nefarious. That's just that lane. Let's go with other like scientific findings or other health things or, or medicinal things or financial things, you know, like go on and on and on, right? Well, not every aspect of society, because basically. I think that the irrefutable central component of a free civilization is two words, true speech. Yeah. Because that's what you build everything on. Everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if, if you control that story, then you control the future. Right. Thank you. Thank you. It's that simple and that complex simultaneously. That's the paradox. Because I mean, it's, it's it, more than just, it's not just a, like a bedtime story in front of the fire. It's, it's reality. It's consciousness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's and and imagine, like, imagine the, the Abrahamic traditions, right? Like, so like you just said, we're only being told a little glimpse of the story. We know that there's other books that paint that we have seen that aren't included in the official, you know, uh, oh, condoned sure. book. Let's go to the, Asim. but then there's Let's a, talk about the, you know, you talk about the story. But then of Jesus, a, right? Right. He lives for but then three other, years and he goes East for 12 years. What happened in those yeah. 12 years? And why does that not matter? It matters. Right. The story matters. That's just, if you take that premise, I mean, how many more do you need? And then there's probably other books that we don't even know about that have been removed, right? So who, who knows? Um, but so just take, just building on that premise, imagine if the Abrahamic religions are only just the tip of the iceberg, and it is absolutely what we've kind of pontificated, that we are this hybrid test tube, bastardized child uh, between hominids and extraterrestrials. And that our gods are extraterrestrials because our right. language, our word, our words didn't but, but didn't have the breath to expand to explain so what is terrestrial. Yeah, it's exactly. of the earth, right? So go back or and of, that home or of a earth. Yeah. Because here's what I think the story of this is, or portion of it is look at the um the different facets of what we use to utilize so like our appendix at one point that was useful at one point we had a prehensile tail um other points like we have no knowledge of what our pineal gland really is capable of we have a loose understanding yeah. of but honestly like you know could any one of us give a, a definitive account or a definition of consciousness? Something that simple. Talk about abstract. Talk about, you know, elusive. But if we know that that's there. How do we know? Mm -hmm. We don't know, but we do, right? <laughs> and so when you talk about the extraterrestrial, you know, it's like with a homo capensis, they put, I think that we, it's invariable that we end up 
and I can't put a timeline on it, but it's, it's a genetic predisposition for a new DNA to emerge. And so that would, that would allow for what to return home. And what if home was say Mars or something like that? So it would stand to reason that if we, we've, we've uh, colonized the planet, let's say, use the term. Yeah. At what point do we join the galactic community? You know? Right. And because right. it, because that's the inevitable consequence of, of growth and curiosity and searching as a species for what, for whatever reason that is for resources, for uh, uh, energy, for, you know, conquest, curiosity. But that would be facilitated by our advancement of our actual structure. That could yeah. be what we talk about when we say returning home, right? right. Because mm-hmm. we know that so, we have this memory of possessing a potentiality, but what does it take to do that? You know, mm-hmm. and you talk about these ideas of shape shifting and side connections and things like that. Well, I think that's just shorthand for um, the expression of consciousness in its, you know, previously unknown. Uh, ways of um, experiencing that. Why? Like case in point, if I beamed you in from 1930 and threw an iPhone in your lap, you you might as well think I've got a horn growing out of my head and I came from Quasar 13, right? Absolutely. But that's not that's not that short. I mean, that's a pretty short timeline there. Yeah, that's so nothing. Why? So imagine, hun, like you were saying, hundreds of years, or go back twelve thousand five hundred years. It's, it seems right. to be what we do is we build upon what came before, mm-hmm. you know, into the unknown, you know, into the abyss, as it were. So I think what this kind of is leading to, if we were to reduce it down to a palatable, uh way of viewing this era, this time, you know, this time being uh, the post-industrial age, you know, the post-everything age is eradicating that which we thought we knew and opening ourselves up to not just the unknown, but the mysterious origins of that unknown. Like, you know, you're speculating on the Sphinx or things like that. Well, the story can be written when we have the information, you know, and I think that if we pay attention and we are diligent, we, we aggregate that information. And, and it seems variable that that's what will happen. You know, barring some cataclysmic event that just wipes us out. That's what yeah. we do. We <laughs> proceed forward. You know? Right. And, and like, I think, go ahead. and I think with, 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 um, kind of a new psychedelic revolution that we're in. I think people are opening up to the, you know, to the the possibility of leaving these constructs behind and 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 boldly going into what if, you know, um, and being okay not knowing, you know, realizing that most of our stories are trying to explain or a lot of our stories are trying to explain things that might be beyond explanation or beyond our understanding. Right. Right. And we have to have the humility to kind of end up back there, you know, cause 
you can feel pretty confident in all that you don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a comment here. Worm. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dub. What's going on? Worm. The call is coming from inside the house. We knew it was you, Worm. Oh, fuck. That's what I was afraid of. Yep. It's you. Uh, this doesn't make any sense with cell phones. Worm is the missing link. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Let's see. I'll uh, post this link for people to check out, huh? I just think that, I mean, you could unpack just even this whole article of what we have in so many different directions, both on a very real cold, sober, tactile, scientific way. You could get really philosophical about it. But, I mean, how do you draw it back any further, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, one thing I want to say is... Yeah, one thing I want to say is, what if the cupensis was one of many oh yeah oh don't get me started on that the stoned ape theory right the, I mean, well exactly oh, not only well not only just the stoned ape theory but the um the homo homo capensis right what if the homo capensis was one of many um absolutely right like the grays the nordics the you know apparently there's like seven races of aliens or you know otherworldly beings that have visited here so what if this is just the dominant one right that, that's the apex predator yeah right it's what dominates us because look at that if, if we accept nothing else and we say okay i will buy this because we have scientific we have archaeological proof that there was at least 14 different kinds of species that we've known in the not too distant past right I mean, yeah. that we're there and it's not that different than us. It's just a little permutation here and there, different little, you know, RH balance in the blood, maybe elongated skulls, different capacities and whatnot. But if they've been the controller paradigm, what we would call the quote unquote reptilians, you know, it's easy to see how they would scapegoat others as a smoke screen to, you know, whatever their dastardly deeds are, but also that it's it's amongst us it is us you know and so if they've been in control of what the power structure being what the central banking systems well there you go well all all systems right and the central banking being the system of all systems right uh-oh i think we're gonna get some pushback from worm here i don't know by missing link i assume you don't mean a near human uh <laughs> completing the fossil record well although i could be i could be well, i wouldn't make that assumption but i wouldn't say that that's what i'm saying i wouldn't say that it's not what i'm saying <laughs> nope. there's a million ways to go with this worm oh um but a million know, ways <laughs> And then couple that with, like you said, you know, these these uh, tools to assist us in our understanding of those things, that it kind of becomes a little bit more clear and uh, it casts a different light on things that previously were difficult to understand. And again, yeah, like, what do you do with that information once you kind of understand that? Like, 
you know, you can go and like pop on that article and go and research anything that's in there and you're going to find it. It's not like this is like, oh, we're talking about the one-eyed Cyclops from, uh, you know, Saturn or something. This is just, this is, this is our lineage. This is part and parcel of what we are and what we've been about. Yeah. So the, the pyramids, you know, structures of power, you know. Yeah, that's pretty spooky. Uh, an apex predator amongst us, species that lives hidden among humanity. Guys, I think I think I'm scared of Homo capensis. I think I'm a total homophobe. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you know after I read this. Capensophobe. I mean, I- my mother told me when I was born, I was born with a cone head. That's right. I am the missing link. There you go. We hail from France. Acceptance. <laughs> now she probably just pushed too hard out of her tiny, tiny saint vagina. God bless you. <laughs> That's a band name waiting to happen. <laughs> saint vagina. Yeah. Yeah, they were great, man. I saw them last week at the Mercury Lounge. Oh, dude, it was a tight show. Ah. <laughs> um, I got lost. Yeah, but um, so exactly like you were saying, you can have these epiphanies, you can have these portals opened, this knowledge revealed to you, but then what do you do with it, right? Like, um, personally, I've had some really enlightening experiences. One where I was, um, I wouldn't say confronted by but more like introduced to this entity. Um, two different times. One of them, it was three entities behind a desk, like I was being interviewed. And I had to explain why I should be allowed to come back and inhabit my body. Um, so I had to argue, like argue my 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 reason for being able to live longer um it was wild well okay let me ask you this you know you've obviously done quite a bit of research in uh what is currently known as maybe more fringe uh knowledge or understanding right and i'm sure mm-hmm. you've experienced pushback or blowback from people who are unwilling to accept yeah. whatever aspects Absolutely. right and I think that you tend to see a couple of different kinds of people who gravitate towards um, this kind of thinking. And, you know, it tends to be either you kind of fall in the camp of you have an insatiable curiosity or you want to have the illusion of the power of I'm privy to something that you're not. And you know what I mean? There's that kind of a personality, right? And yeah, I'm definitely the former because I, 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 I think every, you know everybody's got this potential at their fingertips, but most most aren't that curious, pure and simple. Most aren't that curious, and a lot of people are afraid. And, and so, and, um, it's been my experience that if you hang on to the fear, you're not going to travel deep enough to have a really, like. Um, ego killing experience. And, and I think that, 
you know, it's just, we have a predisposition that if we are sense makers, that to make sense of something would mean to at least be open to new variables, new, um, new information to be implemented or, or to allow for, um, other things to fall away that maybe aren't as relevant as you thought before. And so meaning, you know, there's not a lot of sense in being overly rigid on something, but I think I'm of the mindset I'd rather know than not. Absolutely. I've always used the analogy of like, um, if I'm going to get hit by a bus, I'd rather see it coming. <laughs> even <laughs> you want- I, even if it's, even if it's going to be totally negative, I'd still rather know. I'd you still totally rather though. have the red pill. <laughs> just, you can't even get the scream out yet. And you're just. Exactly. Down. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no. that's, that's no, that, far no, extreme, right? That's at one far extreme. But the other far extreme is like, how do you know it's not going to be just like, you know, blissfully inexplainable inexplicable right. um and then usually it's somewhere in the middle <laughs> we, we got a couple here one talk to us dave that sounds an awful lot like edgar Allan poe's uh the pit and the pendulum but i'm just a poe fan <laughs> poe you poe That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. All right, until next time. In this episode, I am joined by my friend Dub from the Stereo app. Dub is an audio producer and a deep thinker. We go deep down the rabbit hole of this stream of consciousness in this conversation. I hope you enjoy.